Wait, is it is it the Lord or is it Santa that opens the door? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. No, I think Santa goes down the chimney. You leave the door open for Elijah, and uh, God comes through the window, I think. That's right. Yeah. When he closed the door after Elijah doesn't show up to the Seder, God opens a window, I think is what happens. You know what? That's the that's the that's the phrase I've heard my whole life. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the saying. I grew up on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast, and this is episode 562, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to just dig just deep into the muck. We're going to talk about <laughs> what, what, what we think the, the, the plans for this uh, the Pacers team is. Yeah, are, are they redeemable? And um, due to the new additions, uh, are they going to be enough to push the team over the edge? Or sh- should they even bother? Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, still coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to Hope. There must be hope somewhere in this Pacer season. Yeah. From Moorhead City, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, Joe was so sad uh, last episode, we didn't wish anybody a happy new year. Um, mm. and, I, and I think we can make a resolution uh, this year to... Uh, be uh, happier fans. We can we can uh, look for the silver linings and all the 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 bad news out there. Well, just mm-hmm. like the uh, the diet I went on two days ago, this one's also probably going to fail right away. Oh, two days? You started on New Year's Eve. I don't. Whatever. Today's Thursday. Uh, Thirsty Thursday. Drink up. Okay. um and before we get into the show i'd like to remind you that you can support us by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables for as little as a dollar per month Uh, thank you to everyone who's done that we're looking for uh to make some uh hardware equipment upgrades so thanks to everybody if you uh if you join over there you will also uh get access to our uh our community slack where we have lots of fun discussions about the goings on of the teams, all the all the news and the rumors and all that sort of good stuff. 
um, chat it up over there. Again, that's you, Patreon. You can hit com. the panic button in real time. It's great. That's true. <laughs> I, might make a, I might make a panic room channel. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Get all of Pacer Nation in there. I think we could do that. Yeah, I think we could. So, yeah, Jason, uh, you pointed out to that uh, the last show, my favorite Pacer all time just rejoined the franchise. The last time we did this, we had uh, we had an emergency show because he got signed. Yes, we did. We did. I was I wore my Lance jersey. I was grinning ear to ear. I was having a wonderful time, and uh, he made a huge impact on the team. And and uh, the rest is history. And then he, you know, is gone. And then went to China and stuff. But um, he's back. He's back, baby. It's just I feel like this. It's just sort of a little asterisk right now. Part of it is this: the team right now is you know, it, it's. I don't know how much good's going to come from this, and not, not nothing from his mm. end. You know, like there's a lot of uncertainty about like how how long this stint's going to be. You know, it's it's right now. I feel like it's a bit of a, sort of fun curiosity, um, which I I love having him there. He looks great in the Pacers uniform. Uh, you know, I love what he does on the floor, um, but you know, there's there's no certainty he's going to stick around for very long. Um, so that's a little bit of it. You know, there's no like real contract signing, like not not more than a ten day at this point. Also, I don't know if this team is like fixable. Well, um, Joe, I just mm-hmm. I mean, the last you were referring to the last time he came back. You know, we were doing the podcast when he came back, um, and. That team was full of introverts, just like this team is. I mean, this franchise has become obsessed with finding good guys, which is great. Um, but we don't have a lot of loose cannons. Um, we don't have a lot of yellers and screamers. And we brought Lance back, and he galvanized a group of introverts. So there is a chance. I don't think it's ridiculous to think that he can have the same impact on this team. And Kevin Pritchard knows that. That's why he brought him back. Yeah, but I wonder, in in... COVID times, I have no idea. What is it like in the locker room? Like, is it a typical locker room? Like, do guys spend time together in the locker room? Or is it like everybody just goes their separate ways? And it's, like, amplified because we have a bunch of introverts on our team. But um, I, I wonder if there's even masks a... Um, hug and stuff. A, an arena or a, a, a template or whatever for... Uh, Lance to work his magic, you know, like, can he, is there even a, a, I'm messing up the analogy here, but a a three ring circus that he can step into and be the ringleader. I don't know. I, 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 that's a good question. Um, and good observation. I don't know, you know, if people are going to be sticking around to, to, to have that conversation, you know? But I mean, all he has to do is punch somebody in practice, you know. Like we just got to get <laughs> yeah. these guys got to get wound up. They need to get fired up. I think that's harder on on a ten day contract, though. Uh, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, like... yeah. Hey, you're still you're still trying to get a job at that point. You're, uh, yeah. So maybe that's not the route that Lance goes. But but yeah, no. I it bummed me out even more that I'm like I had this vision of Joey, you know putting the kid to bed early, you know, so he could get his popcorn ready and sit down in front of the TV and watch every minute of Lance and soak it up. And then we get on the pod and he's just very like, 
uh, like the rest of us, basically. Just like, what is going on with Bummer this team? Bummer of a week, I believe, is what yeah. he said. Yeah, exactly. And if if Lance Stevenson, the addition of Lance <laughs> Stevenson to this team can't bring Joey Gufreda, uh joy, this team, I fear, is irredeemable. I, f- mm. I feel like, mm. and I wonder, I want your advice, Coulson. Ugh. I've talked to you off the ledge many a time, but I am ready to uh, venture out further onto this limb to mix all my metaphors yet again. Um, <laughs> You're all over the mixed metaphors. And start. Are you on a ledge? Or like you, you were are you being like- happy about DeMar DeRozan hitting a ridiculous wrong-footed three-pointer because he forgot how much time was left and beating us at the buzzer because it gets us close. It gets us more uh, lottery balls. I did. I did drop the idea of uh, tanking last uh, show. Um, I, I, I'm going to link to the tank diaries. They're pretty entertaining. There's a lot of them um, about the Oklahoma city thunder. I, I read them uh, feeling like, Oh, this is something that I won't experience. I'm going to experience this through this author instead of in in real life. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, and and suddenly, <clears throat> I'm wondering if I'm reading it as advice. You know, um, is there a world in which Lance Stevenson galvanizes the team in in a, in a second ten day contract and then he comes up for the rest of the season? Is there a world in which we make a trade for? an alpha dog um, or we trade for uh, a few pieces that re-energize the team and we make some sort of late run. Sure. I suppose that's possible. We're, but we're nearly halfway through the season. And I think as we've talked about a million times before, and it's something that this, this franchise has never done. um, But I think we really need to start looking at, our opportunity to five type, uh, top five draft pick because that's that's how small franchises compete is by having by drafting elite talent not by trading for it or signing it in the offseason mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I haven't done enough research on, on uh, how good a draft this is but usually if you can get in the top five you can get somebody that's franchise changer so do we need to start not purposely having COVID and, you know, but like if somebody's injured, maybe keep them out a little bit longer. Um, you know, let's see a little bit more from gummy bear and Sykes. And, you know, I mean, it's possible that, you know, TJ Warren probably needs the rest of the season to get better sort of thing, you know? And, um, you could do that by trading those guys away and going for draft picks. But what Pritchard has said is just looking for an alpha dog. Um, you know, I'm I'm wondering if if you want to trade for an alpha dog with one of your trades and the other one trade for draft picks and hope that you you know and hope the alpha dog gets a a minor injury for the rest of the season and they have the best of both worlds. You know, I don't I don't know I don't know. I just think who is who is this mysterious alpha dog? It's, it's, that it's, it's Kevin it's, Pritchard thinks he's going to uh, pick up Russell Rushbook. <laughs> Why? Why would? Why do we want to do that? I, I'm just that saying, like that's he just wants a he wants a he wants a winner. He wants a he wants a Paul George or an Oladipo. Is what he said. Okay, all right. That's what he sure. said. Sure. So, 
Um, the good parts of that, right? Just the good parts before they left us. Yeah. Right, right. The parts where they were both saying, this is my city. That, that part. He wants that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, do you are you are you ready to go there as a fan, Jason, or is it still too early? Do you do we, we just don't root for this? Like, where are you at on this emotionally? Because I, I think I'm starting to come to the acceptance phase. I think I'm through anger. I think I'm through sadness. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's tough, right? Like, I you know, I love this team. I root for the laundry. I want us to do well. I, you know, watch every game that I can with hope and optimism that will turn a corner but there's it's sort of the opposite of that season that magical season the first year with Oladipo when you felt like regardless of the score or the situation we were going to win the game Mm -hmm. Uh, now it's the opposite it's regardless of the score or the situation I feel like we're going to find a way to lose every game Mm mm-hmm and then it's just like watching a car wreck in slow motion and then being upset. Like, of course I knew they were going to do this. Like, um, so in a way, if I could flip that, that experience on its head and those losses became, um, beneficial to our end goal, then it'd be a more, uh, enjoyable experience. The thing that's missing is that there's no like sort of young talent that we're developing that we're excited for that I can say like, oh yeah, in two years, you know, Chris Duarte is gonna, you know, be a super duper star. Instead, it's in two years Chris Duarte is gonna, you know, start receiving social security checks because he's, <laughs> you know, super old. But like, and I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, so I don't got, know. You've got uh, Isaiah Jackson. You got uh, you know he he they they say he's the most versatile defensive player that's ever played basketball. Mm-hmm, uh, we got mm-hmm. Duarte, who's going to be a solid senior citizen in the game. I mean, he's going to be a very solid player um, totally. in his yeah. old age. Um, and and we, you know Miles Turner and Sabonis are both twenty five. Like you know they haven't hit their peaks yet. Um, I don't know. You're right. There's no star in the waiting, right? There's and there's no, um, but even even with all the dudes that we have out, like I don't have a vision of like okay, once we have all of our horses doing all of their things the best of their abilities, I don't have a vision of what that looks like. That still looks like a slightly better than 500 basketball team to me. Which is where I was on this team going into the season. I think I had them at 500. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. like they seem like a 500 team to me. Like I, so there's not a lot to get excited about. Well, there, there's, we have the, the talent to be a 500 team um, and we're way below yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm, I, yeah, I guess I'm tired of being a 500 team. I'm tired of being like getting, it barely eking into the playoffs. Although I guess some of these years we were like a fourth or fifth seed, and then yeah. just getting ousted right away. Like, yeah, but I mean, you know, so you talked a little bit earlier about that that magical season uh, where you know your expectations were low with Oladipo, and we started winning all those games on the stretch, right? Like right. growing up, if Reggie Miller was on your team, you always thought that you could make up you know eight points in you know nine seconds, right? So like, right. 
um, there was just always a hope and a belief that you were going to be able to come back and win. And that season felt like that for me, right? So what the idea is you, you build a solid team um, and then something magical can happen because you believe in it and, 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 and you know, this is a solid team and the opposite is happening right now. Everything that's magical is going on the other team <laughs> for the other team. We are getting all of the heartbreaks. We're getting, you know, we've talked about this, all of the bad calls in the last two minutes. We're also just not, we're doing it to ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're, we're, you know, throwing the ball away, you know, uh, you know, almost 20 times a game, you know, in some of these games, or we're, we're spotting the other team 18 points and then playing hard for the rest of the game. You know, that was the thing with that Charlotte game, right? It's like we looked good after we, you know, already had given up a massive lead. Um, it's just that these, the things that should be going well, that they could be going well, that could make our, our record, you know, at least a few games over 500 have all gone against us. Um, and, and that's partly the makeup of this team. It's partly some bad calls, but I'm really, I'm really starting to be, concerned about the coaching like i hmm. i'm just really concerned that this is a rick carlisle issue and that he's just not a good coach and can't no, no. come he's up a with clear, a good game plan he's clearly or... a good coach i mean he's won a well, he's won a title and he's he's he you know is i thought his uh, mavericks teams always overachieved almost always um i think he's a good game manager i think he did great with us at the pacers when he was here with us before but i'm seeing a lack of creativity on the offensive end. I'm seeing a lack of effort on the defensive end. I'm seeing a team that is sloppy on uh, uh, on uh, offense, I mean, and I'm well, seeing look, a team that, that's that's getting out uh, out old boarded every game. I mean, I agreed, but the the uh, roster issues are are you know deep at this point. Like just people missing injury and COVID. Every team in the league is dealing with that right now, Joey. And you know what? Most of them have more wins than us. Almost all the teams have more wins than us. Yeah. Yeah. Right now the Pacers are. um, (laughs) Right now the Pacers are uh, would be seventh from the bottom uh, if the season ended today, and they're they're only a game or a half a game ahead of Portland, Oklahoma City, and New Orleans. Uh, Mm. So if we lose one more game. All of a sudden, we're looking at, like, we're the fourth worst team team. in the league. And uh, did not good. Minnesota's better than us. Yeah. That's right. That is a true statement at this point in time. Uh, So, to get back on this coaching thing, so you think that Carlisle basically just has lost the locker room? I don't know. I don't don't think he ever had the locker room. I I don't think he ever had the locker room. And so, guys aren't going out there to fight and win for their coach or yeah. the other guys on the team because they just don't care. Yeah. And it didn't help that our uh, GM came out and threw basically every player under the bus. Right. And a goal, and, a, and, and ideally in a goal to galvanize them all, but that is that because his coach couldn't do it. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. problem, right? You bring in a big-name coach with a bunch of guys you like that you've kept, even though the, the, the season previous was, um, you know, underwhelming we put it all on this brand new coach that doesn't have the locker room and is you know bitching and moaning and 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 making himself um you know abusive to his other coaching staff and maybe some of the players and that he never really had the locker room 
So we bring in a big time coach who isn't able to get the locker room before the season starts. He said, you know, this is going to be really easy to create culture. They're just going to play defense, and that's all we're going to work on. And this team is not good defensively. I see it in stretches. There's moments where it looks like they give a shit, but they can't sustain it for 48 minutes. Like, I mean, we signed this guy to what, a four-year deal? Because he's one of the coaches that matter. And, like, now we're going to trade away our whole team because – he doesn't know how to use Sabonis. Like this is this is a real problem for me, and I'm starting to think it was maybe the wrong move. I know I've been super excited about the Carlisle thing since it started, but I'm starting to give up. Mm. Joey, can you talk about the ledge or no? I mean, it's a I think it's a little early for that. Um, I think it's a little early for that. You know that this this. I mean, look, I get that other teams are dealing with the same harsh hardships as well, but you know, it's there's just been a lot of turmoil there's been a lot of turnover a lot of turmoil in this franchise recently and i feel like the, the team has had like the, the the rug pulled out from under him a bunch of times you know tj warren was all of a sudden you know he was a revelation and then you know gone for two have, years yeah yeah um you know even you know less recently but like um oladipo and sabonis you know those guys both we you know we got these on a trade, didn't expect much, and we got two all-stars is what we got. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, at least for, for a time. And you know, I just don't think the team has had really its solid footing for uh, for some time, you know, where they really, like, sort of knew who they were and were, were ready to build onto something. Um, and, and And part of that was, you know, one of the links to that was is well Miles Turner and, and and Lance Stevenson, you know these guys were were there back in those days. Um, I think it's just going to take time, you know. I think it's I think it's going to take time. Uh, so okay, so silver lining. If you wanted to silver lining this and say like okay, this team has has been in, I think it's not ten games decided by three points or less or something like that. 10 or 11 games and they're one and they've won one of those games right Mm -hmm. so if they you know if it were more of sort of a coin flip type situation and they had gone 500 in those games we would be 500 overall instead of being 14 and 23 as we sit now we'd be you know uh 18 and 19 or something like that and in the mix for the playoffs and we are if you look at our um plus minus differential we're still po- we're still positive just barely positive right that's but we are positive right and if you were if we were a 500 team and we just added lance and said this is the piece that we need to really like you know get these guys going i think this conversation would be completely different right the problem with that sort of argument is the reasons that we have lost these coin flip games if you will where it's you know within three points or something you know three points or less is we're just bad as we've (laughs) talked about ad nauseum in on this show we're bad in the last five minutes like we put ourselves in those situations to lose those games it's it's execution on offense it's execution on defense and it's the 50 50 effort balls 
we're losing right. all three of those down the stretch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, in some ways, you could say like, what statistically, we're just hard luck or whatever, right? And that's that will even out over the season. Like, if we play ten more of these games, we'll be nine and one or whatever, right? I don't see that happening with this team. Like, I just don't. Th- there's not. There's not an alpha dog, I guess, to Kevin Pritchard's point. There's not a dude that we know we're going to go to and get a bucket from in the last five minutes. There's not a collective will defensively that we know we're going to get a stop and a rebound when we need to get a stop and a rebound. And that sort of psychology feeds back on itself and makes this situation worse, I think. Like, you could see it in... I forget... What game? Oh, the Golden State game. Golden State was down that entire game, but you could we see it in, so on well our, against them. in in our guys' eyes and in their guys' eyes that everybody everybody on that floor knew what was going to happen in that game. Mm-hmm. Same thing was kind of true of that Chicago game. Like Chicago was unfazed by us being up by five or seven, whatever it was, with a minute left. They're just like, okay, cool. We'll force a turnover, get a dunk, hit a three, boom. We got this, no problem. And our guys are fighting against it. They're like, "How? I don't want to mess this up." No, like, that's the thing. We talk about how they up. don't have fun. Part of it is because they right. just assume they're going to screw this up. Yep. They don't want to be the guy that screws it up. I mean, it's it's a bad negative headspace to be in. Yeah, we got to break the cycle somehow, and hopefully, Lance is the the secret to that. Because Lance, if, if nothing else, is a man of very irrational confidence and i mean joey will argue that it's rational confidence mm-hmm. but yeah. uh that's kind of what this team needs at this point i guess because if one looks at the uh prior performance the rational person would not be confident in this team <laughs> in the last five minutes well you know um you mentioned earlier that um that we could just look at this season and say it's bad luck but Lance makes his own luck. Mm. So I'm excited about uh, maybe changing the, you know, I, I thought I, I, by the time you listen to this, you'll have seen a couple of more games with Lance in it. And I hope they're, they're all really enjoyable. I uh, hope they're all wins, but uh, I didn't think he saw enough minutes, uh, you know, in the, um, the game against Cleveland. 13 minutes is not enough for Lancey pants. No, Mm-mm. no. Well, and, and you barely and, get the air air guitar out of the case. Yeah, right. what's the even in point? Minutes. Why did they even well, bring like, it to the stadium? You know, we you see this like when when players go and they're not when they're not ready to shoot and when they're not confident, they they miss those shots. You know, mm-hmm. and I think the team the team is like that too. You know, we you you, you got to have the confidence. It's it's got to be there first. You know, or you're just not going to win. You know, like like you said, those we've seen. Golden State and lots of these other teams who are just supremely confident in themselves. It's for a reason because they, you know, they've been there before. They know what's going to happen. And they may not win every – they they don't win every game. They win almost but, every game. But they win almost every game. But, you know, they don't win <laughs> – you know, they they sometimes lose up up to ten games a season. Right, sometimes. <laughs> but um, – you know, you got to be confident, and we just don't have that right now. We yeah. see, yeah, you're right. I was thinking about uh, the, in that Chicago game. Uh, the, basically, the the offense broke down as it does, and uh, the ball squirted to Sabonis, who was wide open for the three point shot. 
he misses it badly. It, it, it gets offensive rebound, and we throw it back out to a still wide open Zabonis because no one's going to guard him on the three-point line. And the crowd goes, yeah, like he's going to shoot it, and then he just passes it to a guarded person. <laughs> and then we, you know, we end up with a bad shot because he's not confident enough to shoot that shot. Um, you got to step we, into it, you know, I mean, and that's, that's what miles I think is doing better. Like he's more ready to shoot when we get in the ball out there. Um, maybe Sabonis will get there. You know, I, I, I haven't been a big football fan in a while, but I do remember having that confidence in like those Peyton Manning teams. Um, you know, you kind of, you know, not, they didn't win every game, but you felt like they could win any game, you know, at, at mm-hmm. any point, you know? And now, <laughs> you know, now it's the middle of the third quarter and, you know, the, the Cavs rip off 17, you know, 15, 17 straight points. You're like, oh, this was done. Let's go do something else. Things were looking good for a minute. Yeah. And like we've seen uh, all season, like they're just bad in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, once they get behind, if they enter the fourth quarter down, you know, you pretty much can turn off the game. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't to to put a bow on this conversation. I haven't completely um you know embraced the Tankapalooza situation. But I tell you what, we're going into this 10 game stretch that you know, we've talked about uh on Monday's pod or whatever, and there's a, a non-zero chance that we lose you know, 14 are in a row. well below 500 <laughs> in this 10 game stretch and are to an unsalvageable point, right? Mm-hmm. In the season, yeah. I mean, I, I we we're right there already. I think. I mean, you know, when Pritchard put everybody on the on the trading block, and he said he wanted a piece back that was going to make a difference. We haven't made that trade yet. So if before the trade deadline, we've you know gotten so far down in the standings that we're in the bottom three or four of of the losers, those trades have to change away from being for a difference maker. And they got to be for draft picks, right? And young prospects. I would think so. I think that that, I think we're, I think would change the calculus, but the reason this is a conversation right now is because we're there. I think we're there. You said we're Mm -hmm. not there. I think we're there. And I think we'll definitely be there in a week and a half. We can have. Okay. Well, unless Lance can turn around the whole, the whole franchise. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) All right. It's all on you, Lancey Pants. Ten days. We got Born ten ready. days to make this happen. <laughs> um, you guys, let's. I think it's time to take a break and okay. um, cool off. Colson, <laughs> you look you look a little fired up. I'm fired up. Fired up. Right. I also need another beer. Okay. Well, um, I can help you with one of those. I don't. Uh, can I you take, can you I, pee for me too? Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, even if I could, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> that's uh, I'm not interested. But you make it sound weird. I was just wanting to pee for me. <laughs> you just you just want to be lazy, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back in the second half here and uh, get a start of the week for you. And uh, we'll see what other shenanigans we get into. No stutter step. These the rhymes I wrote while my grandmother slept. See, she put me on the game right before she left. I loved her to death, but the cancer in her breast, see it, it took her from me. It left 
a void. I was only 12 years old, huh, just a boy. And now as a man, I stand for many things, fall for nothing. I let some people chill in the scenes. And since I can't dwell with you, would you rather I leave? That's my mode of operation on this road to be king. You see, I like to be seen, but I love to be heard. I don't want to lose nobody. Hang on every single word, because every single verb is a piece of the puzzle. Hip-hop has been locked down with a leash and a muzzle, but I roam free. I'm like you after nine minutes, product of the real, to keep the mass in nine gimmicks. What's up? So you can see it, and you can hear it, but you can feel it. Come on, I'm trying to show y'all, y'all, y'all. So you can see it, and you can hear it, but you can feel it. Come on, I'm trying to show y'all. This half with my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This is uh, this is only going to be. Uh, it's good news for everybody, but you know it's really only affecting uh, people in Indiana. Uh, but there's good news. I wanted to give some good news. I had a lot of like just you know soul crushing stats. I had a lot of those. Stats uh, are sad nowadays. They they they, they are. A lot of them are sad. Uh, but, um, I did find one I liked. There was an Evansville company, um, that is being sued and they're out of business now, which, which, you know, normally I'm not really excited about, you know, people going out of business, but this company, Startel Communications, which sounds super legit, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They were working with, uh, some other companies to, Flood local, you know, local Indiana telephone numbers with automated calls uh, from around the world, and they were they were selling, they were trying to whatever. They're just scams, just scams, scam, scam, scam. But they were uh, doing a lot of these uh, car, uh, what are they? Car uh, warranty. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we gotten a lot of those calls. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, so this this company had done approximately 4.8 million scam calls to Hoosiers. Mm. Um, so they are now out of business and being they the the state did an investigation and they promptly shut their business down. So nice. So you will will be getting fewer scam calls until another company uh, fills in. That's right. Because there's no way to stop this. Um, there's only 6.7 million people in Indiana, so it means <laughs> I, well everybody I got one. What, <laughs> um, every, I, I got lots of them. Um, oh, so you got like at least half a million. So it's mainly just you. Million. <laughs> I get it. Generally, uh, sometimes a couple a day, maybe five to ten a week. I'd say mm. it's like pretty normal, you know. Like I don't like it, but but it's my phone's better now than it used to be. You know, they they give me some guidance. That's probably a scam call. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if, if a little fewer of those. That's uh, Joey. Actually, that's why I haven't been answering your calls because um, mm. when it, when when it rings, it says scam likely. So I just okay. don't answer. They also, but you, you, that doesn't explain why you don't answer my texts. Well, I'm 
You know what? I think it might be because I put you under contacts as scam likely. Okay. So <laughs> that's probably why. That was uh, his DJ name from college. <laughs> Maybe I'll name my next kid scam likely. <laughs> I could. This is America. I'm allowed to do that. Get off my back. Just don't use that weird number letter symbol that uh, Elon Musk tried to use because that got rejected by the state oh, of California. Yeah. Well, it's got to be able to, like, I think it has to be on a keyboard. I think that's like table oh. stakes for a name. Okay. Know? That makes mm. sense to me. I mean, me too. Um, Colson, you got to stand. Or, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do for it? Um, <laughs> you've got a under Google Not for much. Us this week. Yeah. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Uh, this is. I, I was. I was going. I've been waiting to have the two of you here um, for this because you guys are the the uh, soccer people. Hmm. I would like to know the history of the term. Hat trick. Hmm. Okay. I also, as a secondary question, if you you guys want to deal with this the way you want to, the history of the term nutmeg. Okay. Both in soccer, correct? Yes. Hat trick is in hockey too. Yeah, I'm gonna. My guess is that hat trick originated in hockey. That would be my guess. Okay. So why uh, is it a hat trick? It's it's three things. Is that the definition when you get three goals? Yeah, it's three, right. three goals. Yeah. Yeah. Three and goals that's true in, in soccer game, or in, correct. in hockey. It happens less often in soccer probably because nobody correct. scores Just because there's less scoring. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And the tradition in hockey is that you throw your hat. If you're a, a fan in the crowd and somebody has a hat trick, especially if it's your team, you throw your hat on the ice. Mm-hmm. Really? And, yeah. And so... Is this allowed? Well, they stop the game, and somebody has to come out with a broom, and like they like shovel <laughs> yeah. up all the hats. And Some then poor you can bastard actually, has to go <laughs> Yeah, you can actually go redeem your hat. They like put them somewhere, and then you can go sift through the pile or something <laughs> and try to get your hat back. I learned once from you a should, hockey fan. Um, you should like, sew your uh, initials in the back of your hat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, or maybe they have like a, a <laughs> like a, a luggage carousel. <laughs> just like hats going around. Uh, <laughs> like that looks, oh, nope, nope. doesn't have nope, the pink nope, ribbon. Nope, nope, nope. Not mine. Yeah. Uh, so I think it comes from that. And I don't know if it was just some crazy guy got super excited because um, somebody threw or scored three goals in game, threw his hat on that ice, and then that started it. Maybe that um, could be that simple, Joey. But you, you're more of a hockey guy than I. So yeah, and it's I mean it's been a bit since I've seriously watched the game, but um, but I, I that 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 all tracks uh, from from what I've seen. Um, yeah, you you toss the hat on there. Hockey also has lots of other things that people throw on the ice. 
Um, I think that's that's the most common. Uh, but then there's also uh, I think like octopus. And, yeah, I think in Detroit they throw octopi, octopuses. Yeah, octo- mm-hmm. yeah octopi. Um, Is that for a hat trick? Or is it just in general they'll just throw chuck a octopus at some point? I think it's in general. Is it okay. is it octopi or is it squids? Mm, I think it's I think it's the octopus. I think it's octopus. Yeah. They're they're yeah. real smart. They're probably not happy being on the ice. Not the ones that are on the ice. They're they're dead. <laughs> Spoiler they're, alert, Joey. Well, <laughs> I haven't watched I haven't watched hockey before. Now you've just ruined the whole thing. I think uh, I think in Philly they throw batteries or something. Uh, <laughs> they do that at any sport in Philly. <laughs> they throw batteries at uh, Santa. So, it, but you don't know of it, like an apocryphal story of no. like how the hat trick started or something. No, like I, I don't. No, no, no. But I, I would say, I mean, if I'm if I got to put a, I'd say hockey. I'd say if it, um. I'd say the 1930s, and okay, why uh, the 1930s? I feel like that's when people had extra hats. Uh, <laughs> well, and I they was, were excited about things. So um, I was thinking, and this is this is probably too literal, um, but I was thinking that a hat trick is when you pull the rabbit out of the hat from a mm. magician. Okay, and so sure. if you get three goals your magic and so therefore you're producing a magical thing like the hat trick and so i was thinking maybe the term would have come when um magicians were really popular like where they were the main source of entertainment like late 1800s turn of the century and that's Wait, probably when soccer the, was a big deal the main they there's no way they were the main we there, look there was no movies before the turn of the century like you went to see people do magic you didn't what, what did people do i think they, they went they, you know what like, you know you know what people did at the turn of the century they went to the dock and waved boats leaving people they didn't even <laughs> know they had nothing to do joey <laughs> Magic was the biggest shit on earth. I don't. I'm out on that one. All right. I'm going to go turn of the century, and it's if you can get three goals, you're magic. <laughs> and you've produced a rabbit out of the hat trick. And do you think it was hockey related or soccer? You think it was I soccer? I think it's soccer because I think it's European. Okay. I think North and I America. think hockey is North, North America, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. Canada. Uh yeah. okay, and then nutmeg. Okay, yeah, nutmeg. Mm, yeah. I don't know the origin <laughs> so of it. So can you explain what a nutmeg it has, is? It, so nutmeg is when you um dribble the ball or pass the ball through an opposing player's legs. So you like split the wickets, if you will. Okay. And that one I always assumed was a um a euphemism, you know. Of going uh, through the nuts, through basically. the nuts. Okay, and then they just they just relied on the the spice nutmeg, and then just, it was sort of like a. We're talking about he went through his nuts. What's nuts related to? We've we've done these these yeah, things before. Exactly. They're just uh, associative uh, jokes, sort of. This right, is, right, this right, is right. how we come up with gummy bear for um, Dwayne Washington. Not we. <laughs> hey. Actually, you were both a part of it. You both said things that got me to gummy bear. So yeah, trying to it's trying to keep fault. you in the I'm trying to keep you in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna speak your language. I'm, it's, I'm reaching out to you. 
Um, yeah, no, I feel like that. I mean, so that definitely does happen in hockey too, but I don't. It's not as. Oh, is that not, is that the same thing in in hockey? Like if you, yeah, put it's the, the same thing. In all, I mean, it's the same thing. We see it in basketball. In basketball, too. they yeah, refer to call, it like when call. you pass through the legs. Yeah, you yeah. don't see it that often though, because it's it's not that often. But uh, Ginobili was really good at it. Uh, that was like mm. I saw so yeah. many of him doing that. And, People and, were in uh, their big defensive stance. Yeah, real they got wide out. Leg, yeah, yeah. They they got their legs spread open and and you uh, you know you find the guy right behind him. Right. Is only available. Yep. Okay. Google. So so we think that one's through the nuts, and then we just use the association of the spice. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's a it's a more pleasant way to say something. What era would that be? Much later. When were nuts invented? <laughs> I have no idea, Joey. So that you, you think that one a- you think is is a hockey or a soccer originating? I think it's in term. the seventies. It comes out in the seventies. I feel like we were yeah. all talking uh, about a lot of nuts in the 70s. <laughs> Is that what you remember? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say I would say soccer. You know, it happens in the other sports, but I don't think it's... Not as often. It's Well, it's not maybe not as often, but also it's not as, like, you know, it's not a big deal, you know. I don't feel like the... In basketball, I don't feel like people, you know... What happens in soccer, if it happens to you, it's embarrassing, you know. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying right. to do it so as, should we as look much as up? possible. Sure. Uh, I'm seeing for hat trick, the first use of the term comes from a specific cricket match from 1858. Mm. Bowler H.H. H. Stevenson, playing for an all-England squad, took three consecutive wickets at Hyde Park cricket grounds in Sheffield, meaning he hit blah, 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 blah. And then they talk about how it jumped to uh, hockey in 1909. But this doesn't say why it's called a hat trick. Ah, well, also, um, in Toronto, there was a businessman that promoted his business by offering a hat to any player who scored three goals during a game in Toronto. For sure. Okay, Have so uh, okay, so from Wikipedia, it says that that guy, H.H. H. Stevenson, who I'm sure is Lance Stevenson's great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you would think. Magical. Did the three consecutive uh, wickets, and fans held a collection for Stevenson and presented him with a hat uh, that held the proceedings. So they took up a collection and a hat and then oh, gave it to the guy. Oh, nice. And so that's okay, that's one really potential cool. Is that, is that, I mean, yeah, that's gotta be right, right? Magic. Who knows? It's a, there is a, oh, a sighting from the Oxford English Dictionary on uh, Wikipedia. So, um, relatively. Can I give you a real solid. quick on nutmeg? Yeah. Um, I've got two options here one from Quora and one from uh, The Guardian. Um, Quora says, nutmegs were such a valuable commodity that unscrupulous exporters were to pull a fast one by mixing a helping of wooden replicas into the sacks being shipped to England. So it'd be pulling a fast one would be nutmeg. Oh, interesting. Now, okay. uh, the other one says, etymology, the uh, earliest uh, use of the term was in a, a novel called A Bad Lot by Brian Glanville in 1977. 
um, it, called the language of football. Um, and in that case, the uh, nuts refer to the testicles of a player through which legs have been passed. Mm. Hmm. So women. So the 1977, so the 70s guess was good on nutmeg. Unless we believe in the other thing. Well, do uh, we know when it started being used? Like, I mean, I guess it's probably not a term that shows up in the, um, like the newspapers a lot, you know, right. when they're describing football matches or hockey games. Um, it looks like Wikipedia gives it to uh, Brian, Brian Glanville as well in 1977. Jason, you may know Luis Suarez, um, but uh, when in his time at uh, Liverpool, uh, but he, he was known, um, I guess they made a banner saying that Su- Suarez can make a mermaid. Wow, very nice. That's cool. I like that. Because <laughs> no, uh, mermaids only have one leg, Joey. Uh, yeah, that's the joke. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, also on the Wikipedia page, uh, Manage Nobly, who we mentioned, um, is mentioned as one of the few. But the other person is, boom, Jamal Tinsley. Nice. Employs mm. the paths between the legs. Yeah. The Wikipedia, also on the Wikipedia page, there's a huge list at the bottom of what the term means in other, like in, in lots of different countries. Um, some of them uh, I get, some of them I don't. Uh, Albania, there's a, a, uh, the term is between the thighs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but then other ones, like, like Austria, it's called uh, Gurkle. Which just means small cucumber. Mm. Little big gherkin, or big little, little is that the thing big, that got hidden in the uh, Christmas tree? Big little May, gherkin. Yes. In, in Hong Kong, in Cantonese, uh, you say you got your drain cleaned. Mm. Well, did we learn anything? We did. I think. Yeah, I don't sure. know that we nailed down nutmeg, but we know that uh, the hat trick right. comes from cricket. Right. And the dude was given a hat full hat, of money. Full of money. I like that a lot. That's a fun answer. It's it's more fun than my the pulling a rabbit out of a hat. And I feel like it could be a combination of of the uh, nutmeg is pulling a fast one over somebody as well as you know. I think it fits nicely. It does. I feel the, like they can both yeah, be true. They they fold in together. So let's yeah. do that one. I want to see the. You know what? Wikipedia here to the. Uh, the Ginobili and Jamal Tinsley note is uh, original research. It is. Mm. So it's not. Do they give cited. somebody's name? No, it just says no. Just in the, there's no. It's not cited anywhere. Also, you guys, you heard the the term five hole. Yes. You only, you only hear that in hockey. Yep. Um, What's a five hole? It's the, the it's this it's the spot it's between the goalie's legs. Okay. Um, I I in that one I had always heard it was, um, like if there was like a cutout, um, like of a, a goalie, like if you you would do drills in hockey, um, you try to get it between his legs. Well, so there's like they would put like a so it's a small goal and they would basically put like this like sort of, um. Uh, like a piece of wood or something up that covered most of the goal, but there was some of it was open and there was 
five holes that you could you could score uh, through. Oh, and basically, okay. there was like be- underneath both arms was a hole underneath and then, the leg or yeah like between to the, the legs. side of both yeah um on the outside of both legs and then so it was one two three four and then the five was the middle one okay see you know what i thought five hole was a, a singing mouse somewhere <laughs> oh, wow. out there beneath the pale moonlight <laughs> i there, think <laughs> And loving me tonight. Thanks for hanging out with us. You, uh, we'll be back with you next week, uh, next Monday, and we're going to be discussing all sorts of good stuff next week. Um, Harper should be back with us to keep uh, Colson in check. Uh, it's a full-time job. Um, but until then, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash the undebeatables our website is the undebeatables.com there's also a contact form there you can use that to send us a message uh, you can send us an email shout out at the undebeatables.com and uh, you can check out the some merch at the website slash store for the architect donnie walsh i hope you're on the phone with pritchard all the time buddy <laughs> and for a once and always hall of fame coach bobby sick Somewhere out there, <laughs> beneath the pale moonlight, there's someone thinking of me and loving me tonight. <laughs> well sung. Well sung. <laughs>